not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Hello, you beautiful nerds. I have been so excited to talk about this new Amazon Prime animated series because it really feels like it was made for super nerds. This show is obviously inspired by and has a lot of references to classic comics, from Superman to Spider-Man. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's talk about what we're talking about. So get high, get drunk, whatever, girl, just get comfortable because we're going to chat about... Oh, yeah? <laughs> Little optimistic, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I just fought you and I think you're quite invincible. So the series follows Mark Grayson, a 17-year-old kid whose dad is the world's greatest superhero. The story starts when Mark is starting to develop powers of his own. Same as his dad, a super strong alien from another planet, but Mark is just still developing. I'm actually getting used to this a little. That's not good. The show is exceptionally good. The animation is spectacular most of the time. When you see Invincible flying around sometimes, he definitely feels like a cutout just kind of moving around and that's 100% coming from budget and time. And the story is compelling, but I will say for all the things it does right, the show is still very derivative of existing comics. They even do the thing where they name a black superhero, black insert noun here. He's like black fin, black wing, black nigga. It's something like that. I'm pretty sure it's black nigga. I used to go by Supervote. Black Vulcan was Aquaman's idea. And I said, well, maybe we should just call you Whitefish. That being said, there are a lot of comics and movies that borrow from or are inspired by other comics and movies. Marvel and DC used to straight up steal from each other all the time. And to give Invincible credit, it did explore some of these familiar tropes in interesting ways. And this should come as no surprise since this is written by the guy who wrote The Walking Dead, which is like a combination of every zombie movie trope ever. And I must admit that I got a certain level of enjoyment out of picking out what DC or Marvel characters inspired characters from Invincible. Kind of felt like a nerd quiz that I knew all the answers to. Oh, that's supposed to be Hellboy mixed with a question. Oh, that's a mixture of Black Mask and Ultron. Oh, that's like Black Batman. And his name is Darkwing? Like Darkwing Duck? I've waited all my life to see a Black Batman and he's even named after my favorite car- At first, it seemed like the show was going to be an introspective look at what it's like for a person to take on an overwhelming task like crime fighting, paralleled with what it's like for a teenager to take on the overwhelming task of being an adult. And it's still that for the most part. But then in the final moments of the first episode, something happens that can only be described as drama, chaos, confusion, and madness. Now, this was all very cool. I mean, it was undeniably like... Fuck, it was brutal. But I gotta say that I'm just kinda worn out on evil Superman stories. Everybody wants to tell a goddamn evil Superman story. Oh, what if everyone questions whether Superman is really a good guy? Oh, what if Superman landed in Russia and he was a bad guy? Oh, what if Superman was controlled by Darkseid and he was a bad guy? Oh, what if Superman was controlled by Poison Ivy and he was a bad guy. Oh, what if he was controlled by somebody and he was a bad guy? Oh, here's a thought. What if Superman acted like Superman? At this point, a good Superman story is more novel than an evil Superman story. It probably says more about how many comics use the same tropes than it does the unoriginality of Invincible story. And this story does something different where Omni-Man is evil Superman slash evil Goku. But Superman turned villain always bored me when I read a story like this in the 
the comics. And despite this show being very good, I couldn't help but roll my eyes a bit after the first episode when we realized that we were getting yet another bad guy Superman story. The twist in the evil Superman trope is Mark. Through him, we get to watch the development of a character who could end up being like Clark, which is the kind of Superman story I want to see. How does a guy manage to save everyone and beat the big bad supervillains? How does someone with so much power make the moral choice instead of the selfish choice? How long does it take to become the best superhero in the world? Not eight episodes, that's for damn sure. But hey, if it takes 16 years, I'm along for the ride. Thematically, there's a lot going on too. Beyond the capes and the clones, it's a touching family drama. Omni Man pretty much spells out the main theme in the first episode. Kids your age think they're invincible and it holds them back, makes them careless. You actually are invincible. Hey, that's the name of the show. And the subplot theme is centered around the fact that most kids also see their dad as a superhero. And some kids, if they're very, very lucky, get to see that superhero image destroyed when their parents do something awful that shatters their perception of morality. This show touches on what it would be like if you woke up one morning and found out that your father is a supremacist and thinks that the lies of the people you care about are worthless. Or that your father never loved your mom and betrayed her trust. It's all under the guise of violence aliens and superpowers but the themes are all there the cast is also fucking stacked jk simmons sandra O, zazie beats jillian jacobs zachary quinto jason manzoukas wally goggs ezra miller justin roiland and high school principal winslow is played by reginald vell johnson himself i like to think that this show takes place in the same universe as family matters and this is all after carl quit the force and took up a career as an educator they're also high profile actors in such small roles that you can only assume that they're going to come back in later seasons. I mean, the entire cast is great, but the clear standout is Steven Yeun as Mark Grayson. I usually rag on studios for hiring big-name actors for voice acting roles instead of getting voice actors. That usually gets on my nerves, because more often than not, your average voice actor is ten times better than a big name. It's no shade, they're just different skill sets. Some great screen actors aren't great voice actors, and vice versa. But Steven is astounding in the titular role. I mean, dude just sounds like he's been doing it for decades. He's a fucking pro. I think it's pretty incredible that we finally have an Asian-American hero lead in popular culture that has nothing to do with kung fu. And at the same time, like most progressive milestones, it's like... Why did this take so long? The show does something pretty genius in setting up a secret that only the audience knows. It's like the opening scene from the movie Touch of Evil where the audience knows something that the main characters don't. We see that a bomb is in this car, but we don't know when it's going to go off, why the person planted the bomb, or how it will affect the people close to it. And the bomb in the first season of this show is Omni-Man being a murderous racist. And by racist, I mean like the human race. I'm also curious why Omni-Man decided to live as a human in the first place. Like, why the ruse? I get that he learned to sorta like humans because of Sandra Oh, but was she literally the first person he saw? Why wouldn't he show up to Earth and immediately start wrecking shit? I'm curious to learn more about that because I feel like there's something that Omni-Man still isn't saying. And even now that Omni-Man's secret has been revealed, there are still a lot of storylines in their infancy that I'm very excited to see play out. And that's kind of the best part of the first season. It builds this world so well that I'm like desperate to see more of it. This and the Black Captain America show were dropping the same day. And even though I'm a big old Marvel nerd, every Friday I always watched Invincible before I watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Actually, I would watch Invincible, Drag Race, Solar Opposites, and then Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
This series is like the new Game of Thrones for me. Week to week, I couldn't wait to see the next chapter of this bonkers story. And I haven't felt that way since Game of Thrones was good. There's just so much to look forward to. The Mahler twins, whatever's going on on Mars, the Ezra Miller cyborgs, Battle Beast, whatever's going on with, like, what? what's his deal? Another way it's like Game of Thrones is that I now have a similar conundrum. Do I read the source material and spoil the series? Or do I wait patiently and hope the series adapts everything comic book fans love about the source material? respectfully. Hmm. I'm gonna have to drink about this. Despite my little nitpicks, this is actually an incredible show and the best show I've seen all year so far. This is a very rare situation where the showrunner is the guy who wrote the original comic, so one can only hope that it doesn't resemble Game of Thrones in every way. Like, the way it, I'm talking about the ending. The ending sucks shit. My ranking, I loved it. Invincible used references to recognizable properties in order to hook the audience, then immediately did what comic books aren't really allowed to do. They changed the status quo. And now Invincible's world is pretty unrecognizable from all the comic books that it references. So I can't wait to see what the next 16 years worth of storytelling has in store for us. Okay, that's it for this review. What did you think of Invincible? Have you read the comic books? And did you feel like this was a respectful adaptation? And don't forget to like and subscribe. How could you at this point? I say it every video. Stay safe, my little coalition of planet members. And may the force be with you.